0: I'm <laughs> Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for July twentieth, twenty twenty. I'm teaching a series entitled Faith and Patience. This is part sixty-two of the overall series. I'm coming back from a break. I had a break last week. Thank you so much for allowing me to take that break. I needed a break. We all need to take some downtime. I, I relaxed, and I'm, now I'm ready to get back to it. Part sixty-two of the series. The title of today's message is "Keep Your Heart Open to Receive." As a believer. Sometimes we got to be reminded that our heart needs to be open to receive whatever God wants to do in our lives. And let's talk about that today. Our foundational scriptures, James 1, 2 through 4, the Bible says, my fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties like people are facing right now, you should see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can for you know that when your faith is tested, it actually develops inside of you the power to endure all things. And then when this patient endurance grows inside of you stronger, 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 the Bible says that it releases perfection or maturity into every area, every aspect of your life to the point where there's nothing missing and nothing lacking. And that's where you want to get to. In Ecclesiastes 3 and 1, a lot of us have been waiting on stuff from God. Oh my God, we've been waiting. Lord, when is this thing going to happen? The Bible says that there's a time, there's a season for everything and everything is going to happen in your life at just the right time. You got to trust God's timing. Your watch of expectation needs to be set to God's clock of manifestation. It's coming. It's only a matter of time. That's why I keep telling you greater is coming for you. And then finally today, I'm not going to read Genesis 45, 14 through 20. I'm just kind of tell you the story. So let me set the stage and then we'll get into it. After I set the stage, I'll have three things to share with you. So setting the stage, this is what happens now. We're going to pick up where we left off in the story. So Joseph offered the blessing to his family. He was like, hey, you guys go get dad. And bring everybody, get your families, bring everything here. I'm going to give you land in Goshen. It's going to be the best land, all of this. And after he said all of that, he went over, the Bible says... And he finally got some opportunity, like, you know, to spend some quality time with them. And so he went over and he hugged Benjamin. Oh, man. And the re- I could just imagine the reunion, right? He hadn't seen Ben. He loved ben- Benjamin. Be- His other brothers was cool and everything, but this was the only full blood brother. This was the only brother by father and mother. He goes over to Benjamin. The Bible says he gives him a hug and they both start crying. So they're both, they're weeping. They are weeping, right? Like, this is like almost too good to be true kind of blessing, right? It's been 22 years. Benjamin thought he would never see his brother again. Benjamin thought his brother was dead. Joseph never thought he would see his brothers again. And then boom. you know, he still had that dream. Is it going to happen? Boom. It happened. He hugs them. He's crying. They're both crying. And then the Bible says that he went over to each brother crying, still crying. And he kissed them and he hugged them and he kissed them on their neck. And and he went brother by brother by brother, released. I used to, man, I love you guys. He wasn't there to hurt them. He was like, look, look, It doesn't matter what you meant for evil. God turned it around for my good. I just want to bless you. So by this time, the Bible says that the word got back to the king, Pharaoh, that Joseph's brothers had come. And so what happened next is critical because I, I, I need to highlight what happened next, because remember, Joseph is the number two man in all of Egypt. So the only person that could really derail Joseph's plans was Pharaoh right? The only person that Joseph reported to was Pharaoh. and say, So Joseph was already saying, hey, I'm going to give you this land. I'm going to do this. Go get daddy. You can have this. You can have that. Now, the only person that could say no to any of this is Pharaoh. So the word got back to Pharaoh. It's like, oh, so now let me see what is going to happen when Pharaoh shows up. No one else had the power to tell Joseph no to anything. But when, when Pharaoh showed up, right? So So Pharaoh shows up, and remember that Joseph had been a blessing to Pharaoh, that because of Joseph, Pharaoh was rich, and his nation was prospering, and and Egypt was the only nation with food during seven years of famine, so they were the only nation. They were two years into seven years, so they got five more years of famine left, and they're going to continue to prosper in the middle of a famine because of Joseph and because of the favor of God on Joseph. So while everybody else was struggling, they were prospering, and this is something that We need to be reminded of right now, while the world is going through whatever the world is going through, you don't have to go through what they go through because you're in the world, but not of the world. And you could still be prospering in the middle of coronavirus. I'm telling you, this could be the best season of your life. And so, so considering everything that, that was going on and considering everything that God had done through Joseph, the King says, okay, listen, tell your brothers to load up their donkeys, return to Canaan, have them to bring their father and bring their families here. I will give them the best land in Egypt. They can eat and enjoy everything that grows on it. Also, tell your brothers to take some wagons here from Egypt so that when your wives and your children come, they'll be comfortable. (laughs) Tell them also to bring their father. He said that twice. He reiterated. And then they can leave their possessions. Oh, I love this part right here. He said, matter of fact, when they come, they don't need to worry about bringing everything. They can leave their possessions behind Because when they get here, I'm going to give them the best of everything in Egypt. So what does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you on this morning. I want to build you up. Glory to God. I'm telling you, if I was teaching on healing, if I was teaching on healing, then your faith would be built up for healing. Today, I'm teaching on favor. And you got to open up your heart to God's favor. And so I want your faith to be built up in the area of the favor of God. Let's talk about it. Favor can do more in a minute number one, than labor can do in a lifetime. So favor can do more in a minute than labor can do in a lifetime. You're like, Rick, you said that before. No, I got to keep driving it home. The brothers could not have earned their way there. They could not have worked to this position. In comment, let me give you what what, what uh, Farrell said in the RPV, the Rick Pina version. Basically, what he was saying is, hey, man, come here, guys. Take what you need to get home. Get your father, get your families, and then come back. I'm going to send my best vehicles with you so that your trip is comfortable. Also, when you get there, don't worry about grabbing your stuff. You can come with nothing. Because I will make sure that everything is taken care of when you get here, and I will give you the best of everything. That's what the man of God. I'm saying this is what happened. The only man that could say no to Joseph said yes. Said yes. Why? Because it was the favor of God. The brothers were receiving favor from the from the favor of God that was on Joseph. And so here's my point: the point is that that. This far exceeded anything that they could have ever worked for. And there's some things that God wants to do in your life that is not about labor. Now, I've been working since I was 13. I'm not afraid to work. Matter of fact, you know, all I know how to do is work. (laughs) I work. Isabella works. We work our butt off. I don't have a problem with working. But there are some things that God wants to do in my life, her life, our lives That has nothing to do with work. There are some things that God will do for us that we could never work for, that we could never earn. There are some things, and your heart must be open to it. Because if your heart is not open to receive it, you watch this. It's hard for you to receive what you cannot perceive. If you can't see it, you can't have it, and so you got to be open to receive it. There are some Christians that. Are so accustomed to working for everything that they get that they fail to recognize when the favor of God is open to them, since they can't see it and they they can't they don't understand why would this happen why why stop with all the whys. I, I, I've been that I've been there many times I'm like God are you sure yes God is like yeah I'm sure I want to do it but with man get over yourself I just want to bless you listen you gotta be open to receive and, and so so let me say it this way if I were talking about struggle and pain, Christians everywhere would be saying, amen, amen, Brother Pina, amen, Brother Pina. Why, because people just, if I'm like, trouble in my way. <laughs> if I was singing trouble in my way, you got to cry sometimes. Lay awake at night, but that's all right. No, that's not all right. But but people like to talk about struggle. People like to talk about pain. Why? Because they can relate to that. But when I'm talking about the favor of God, when I'm talking about prospering in the middle of a famine, when I'm talking about God re- blessing you in a way that you can't, you could can never work for, you could never earn, God raising up people to use their power, their ability, their influence, and their money to help you in ways that you could never help yourself. Some people are, Are like, oh, that's not going to happen for me. Well, if you can't believe it, you will never receive it. If you can't see it, you will never have it. So I'm preaching it because you need to open up your heart to receive it. Say amen to that. All right, number two, being reminded of God's goodness and God's favor is a good thing. I have to keep driving this home. You may be saying, okay, well, Rick, you taught on the favor of God before. Matter of fact, you mentioned favor in this series as it relates to Joseph many times. Uh, I got it. You're right. But why do I keep saying it? Because we're not going to get it the first time. There's no way. This is why I teach series. Uh, uh, if, if, if I were to come in here and just give you something different every day, that would be okay. But it wouldn't be the same because let's be honest, this is part 62 of the series. For, for many of you, the light didn't come on to part 17. For some of you, the light didn't come on to part 51. It's like you finally, oh, I got it now. You know what I'm saying? So you got, you need it. You got to hear the same thing over and over and over and over again. And it doesn't bother me. The Apostle Paul said this in Philippians 3 and 1. In Philippians, uh, uh, he's writing about the joy of the Lord, and he keeps repeating himself. And in Philippians 3 and 1, he said, listen, it doesn't even bother me to write the same things to you over and over and over again. In fact, it's for your own good. How many times did your mother say the same thing? How many times did did your daddy say the same thing to you? Why? It's for your own good. You need to hear it. Romans 10 and 17 says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes when you hear the word. Now, the Bible doesn't say faith comes by what you heard. No, faith comes by what you're hearing. You need to hear it over and over and over and over again. Faith has to come. Your faith is built up by the word that you consistently receive, which is why I teach on a daily basis. You have to have a steady diet of the word of God in order to become the man or the woman that God has called you to be. The more word that you hear and receive in any area, In this case, I'm teaching on faith and patience. It could be on prosperity. It could be on on healing. It could be on walking in wisdom, whatever. But whatever, if you get a steady diet of the word of God in any area, your faith is going to be built up in that area. You'll be able to release your faith in that area. So I keep reiterating the fact that God used uh, Joseph to to walk in favor, and God gave him favor with Pharaoh, and then God gave Joseph's family favor with Pharaoh. Pharaoh, why? Because I want you to build up your your capacity to believe God for favor. I want you to to open up your heart to whatever God wants to do in your life, even if it's something you haven't worked for, even if it's something you haven't earned, even if it's something you feel like you don't deserve. You're like, but but if God wants to do it, your heart needs to say yes to God. You got to open it. This is a good word for us today. God can cause you to prosper in the middle of a famine if your heart is open to it. Say amen to that. Number three, and finally, as I close, receiving God's word helps you re- to remain open to his blessing. You got to receive the word of God on a consistent basis. I mean, daily, over and over. You got to meditate and medicate on God's word. How, how often? Day and night. And so if you get a steady diet of the word of God, then now your heart is going to be open to his blessing. So let me, let me close out this way. Let me give you a few closing points. You should feed on the word of God consistently. And the word that you consistently receive will be the word that you're able to expand your capacity to believe, right? So in whatever area of your life you're getting that word, you're going to expand your capacity to believe God in that area. Once you're in a position to believe it, right? Now you haven't done anything yet because you haven't exercised your faith yet. But once you're in a position to believe it and, and you believe that it's possible, that the impossible is possible for you, now you can exercise faith. What is faith, right? Faith is something you say. If faith is something you do, faith is a seed you sow, a financial seed that you sow based on what you believe God revealed to you. So now I'm, I'm taking actions in faith to line up with what God said. And then finally, once I did that, once I believe, once I operate in faith, I have to develop patience, which is what this series is about, because the, God's blessing is not going to happen overnight. When God said it to you, it sound like it's now, and it is now for him because he's in eternity. But since we're in time, it may not happen for one year, five years, ten years. But you got to remain in faith until you see in your hands what God revealed in your heart. That's how we're supposed to live. But none of this is going to happen if you're not open to it. Nothing is impossible with God. Many things are impossible with men. But if your heart is open to the seemingly impossible. Look, Jacob and his boys went from living in the middle of a famine they didn't know where they were going to get their next meal from, to moving to Goshen, having everything paid for, like everything, not just prayed for, paid for. They got everything paid for. They didn't work for it. They didn't earn it. They didn't deserve it. They just received it. And I'm saying that there are some things that God wants to do in your life and you just got to be open to receive. Stop thinking you need to work for everything Be open to receive whatever God wants to do. And the church said, amen. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I believe the word you just released to me. I know your favor is available to me. You don't have to come down from heaven, shine a light around me, or knock me to my knees to bless me. You can use other human beings to use their power, their ability, their influence, and their money to help me in ways I cannot help myself. I believe you will. And when you do, when your favor is flowing, my heart will be wide open to receive. The impossible is possible for me because I'm a believer This is why my daily confession is greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org and sign up and get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. There's a big red subscribe button there. So listen, I want you to go into this day with your heart wide open to whatever God wants. Whatever God wants is what you want. Whatever God wants, you want to be open to receive everything God wants to release. Stop blocking God's blessing with fear and doubt and unbelief. Stop thinking that why? I mean, listen, it's you because God. God doesn't want to bless you because you're you're good. God wants to bless you because God wants to bless you because God is good. So stop fighting Him. Be open to receive everything God wants to release and walk in God's best. Do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat. And also share this message on your social media, on your timeline, with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. God bless you.